guys, I'm Brinley. And I'm Daphne. And we're the co-hosts of Brinley and Daphne Talk About Stuff. So today <laughs> we have our first ever guest, the Gabies Podcast. Hi, I'm Delaney. And I'm Penny. Thanks for having <laughs> us, guys. Of course. Yeah, of course. Kind. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Yeah. Welcome. So, today we're going to be talking about the school system. Mm, spooky. Yeah. Yes. That's fun. Not to hate on the school system or anything, but there tend to be a couple of very present problems with Definitely. the way that we learn things. <laughs> yeah. So, what are you guys' stance on homework? How how do you think schools should go about that? So I've had a lot of run-ins with homework personally because once I was very upset with the amount of homework I had, I wrote an essay about it and sent it everywhere I could. <laughs> and although I'm very embarrassed about that essay now, it does have a few good points in just the fact of this also ties into the amount of unnecessary information we learn, where I just, I get so frustrated learning these things that I feel like aren't going to matter, because there's so much I don't understand about the real world and being an adult that I feel like my time that I'm spending at home doing homework could be better used on a different subject than the subject I'm working on. Yeah, and I feel like like schools they should try and like give us more or help prepare us better for like the real world instead of learning things that we will never use and like Mm -hmm. half of the stuff i learned this year i've already forgotten like same i mean i i understand that some of it is like kind of important but mm-hmm. I feel like, especially because I'm not even remembering it, it could just be spent for other more important things. Yeah, but you know, I could also see the other side of the argument where just the very fact that you are learning these things and your brain is growing and, you know, getting smarter from learning these things, it is important. And A life skill is the ability to learn and understand new things. So it is important to be able to learn things and learn things every day. But sometimes the things that we're learning in school aren't the most useful things that we could be learning. It is also a fact that when you are learning about things that interest you or that you're passionate about, you retain that information a lot easier than with subjects and things that don't interest you at all yeah and you're probably gonna do better in it than something that you're Mm -hmm. not interested in yeah I feel like it might be better to be able to fine-tune what you're learning a bit more by maybe having a few more choices and not so many choices where you get overwhelmed but just being able to you know, pick whether if you want to spend more time focusing maybe on history and English 
rather than math or science that could be an option that's worked into your personal curriculum yeah I feel like that would be a really good way of doing things but going back to homework you know you see posts and from personal experience people just having hours of homework and it's not healthy at that point where you can't have free time to develop other things and all your time is devoted to school that's not a healthy relationship with school and homework yeah especially because a lot of the times um people like do their homework together or they can just like find it online having so much homework it incites kids to just want to get it done and not to learn anything from it and so that's why you know you go to the internet or to a fellow classmate to just get the answers and get it done rather than learning about it so I think you know maybe teachers trying to keep the amount of homework that they have um, where one class shouldn't take more than like 15 minutes to do at home so that you know you have to recognize that students will have homework from a lot of their classes. So if you're assigning two hours of homework a night, which may be doable if it's just your class, but if every class is assigning two hours of homework a night, it becomes overwhelming and not very good. Especially if you have like other things that you have to do after school. And that kind of goes into like how like a lot of teachers put too much pressure on grades and they not enough on actually like the students understanding things. You know, if a kid is not understanding these things, there should be more resources available to them to learn and understand this outside of just, you know, that one teacher who obviously isn't doing a good job for that personal student's learning style. So having another maybe school offer tutoring or just make tutoring more known and available. Some, like some classes like our math teacher, there was a way where you could get tutoring, but that was the only class that I ever heard it was available. So, and wasn't that just math? Know, some, yeah. So, some people, you know, they might excel in math or and struggle in other topics. So, there should be those types of facilities, in a way, available for for them to better their knowledge (laughs) yeah and like like what you said earlier about making like those services like more well known Mm because like I personally had no idea that they were offering tutoring for math same until last year yeah Yeah. in seventh grade I had no idea and that might have been a very helpful resource for a lot of people And I'm sure some people still, even though middle school is, you know, over and done with pretty much, a lot of people probably didn't know at all. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. Mm -hmm. 
So another thing we wanted to talk about was standardized tests. And we understand that, like, it is important to have, like, a, a general understanding of where, like, each grades are at academically. Mm-hmm. But they don't really help, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we just take so many. Yeah, and that's for our experience in the U.S., but if you've listened to our podcast, you would know that Penny here lives in Canada. So I'm just wondering, Would we tend to take a lot of, you know, tests and standardized tests here. How is it for you guys? Well, we have two different types of, I guess, assessments. There's assignments and there's tests. Assignments are open book and they're mainly to check to see if we like understand and have all the notes and are comprehending the basic topics. And then the tests are more, you know, like you have the closed book, you can't check your notes and it's just on what you know. But I mean, the way we go about it here, it isn't too bad because we get one main test per unit for example, in math, every different unit will get a test, and then we'll have about two assignments, which are open book. So it isn't too bad, but mm-hmm. I do think that tests are kind of, you know, they don't really help in any way for you to help retain that information. Um, because, yeah, it's asking you if you understand how it works, and you're answering the questions, but in give or take like six months time like you won't remember what you did on that test we should find better and more efficient ways to you know help remember those topics that were being taught yeah how how often do you guys have those um we'll have about well per class it varies but um it takes about one to two months to go through a unit in any given subject and we're going to have one test per unit maybe two depending on what class it is like I said but most classes it's one um, test per unit and you get them done in anywhere from a a few weeks to like two months you know from my experience in like math each unit only lasted like two weeks you know and that was barely enough uh-huh. And our schedule quizzes to, like, every Friday. Yeah, we would have a quiz every Friday, a different lesson each day, and, you know, you take notes at home, which is the flipped classroom style, which will be changing. It's dependent on each class for a lot of things. And so, yeah, we had one test at the end of each unit, and each unit took around, like, two weeks two to three weeks with one quiz each Friday on average. And um, I think there's a lot of pressure on tests because they're worth so many points. But I feel like assignments, even though there's more of them, they should probably like count more towards your overall grade. Because, yeah, because I feel like it's like where... Like, in the assignments, this is where, like, you really, like, 
understand it I guess Mm -hmm. or like you work to understand it more because like you're able to like like look back on like notes and stuff or more tests should be like open book or open notes because you know in a job you're not gonna have your boss walk up to you and be like I need the financial reports written down like on a document on Google Docs or or a spreadsheet. But you know what you can't do? You can't look through all our financial reports and you just have to remember them. Like, that's not how it's going to be. You're going to be able to access these things and apply them to your work. Yeah. So, I would feel like a more friendly towards open note, at least, because then you... Because when you're taking notes, you tend to help, like, memorize and understand things better because of, you know, how your hands are writing things down. So aside from academics, we also wanted to discuss the dress code. So at our school and many others, they unfairly target girls because... I mean, our school, we have this rule that on shorts where they can't be above your fingertips. And I think that's really unfair because, like, it's pretty hard to find shorts that are that long. And, I mean, we aren't living in the olden days now, Mm -hmm. so. At dress codes, teachers, a lot of teachers tend to you know, not dress code, like, skinny, you know, mostly white girls, and, like, like, other groups. Well, our school is mostly white people. Yeah, and so, you know, a lot of those girls who I see breaking dress code all the time just, like, don't get even a second look, but then everyone else, I mean, like, including me, I've worn things that should have been dress coded, and they didn't, and I've seen people barely breaking the dress code who did get dress coded, and it just seems a little unfair, and it feels very gross in a way. Speaking of, what do you, what do you guys think about, like, favoritism? It makes me so mad. Like, at our school, if... Some okay, so I remember that some people would want to do TikToks and they would be allowed to like get on the cafeteria tables to the TikToks. It was kind of ridiculous. And they were they were like the favorites of the teachers and it was like so obvious and it was also kind of dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, there's dancing on the tabletops. (laughs) Renegade, renegade. Gosh. <laughs> favoritism can like really affect someone and like their grades and how they're treated in class because one of my past teachers you know she very much favorited like the popular girls and wanted to be liked by those girls and anyone who wasn't really that popular was just kind of not her favorite And so, you know, I've had many run-ins where I wasn't really doing anything that harmful, and I got in trouble for that, even though I didn't really do anything bad. 
sometimes it feels like they just get bored and want to get someone in trouble. <laughs> well, I've had an experience with a teacher. I've actually had two. This year, um, well, last year, I guess now, with um, school shut down, um, in English class, our English teacher decided that everything was much too loud, and so she was going to set up a sort of seating plan. Um, but... Of course, there was a group of, I think, four or five girls who would never stop talking all class. And obviously, they weren't the main source of the noise. But still, they, like, contributed very much to it. And they sat right Mm -hmm. in front of me. And it pissed me off because every class, I'd be actually trying to do my work and, like, trying to get something done. And they wouldn't shut up. And so... When she set up this little seating plan that was meant to reduce the noise, she separated me and my friend, who never spoke once in that class, besides looking back at each other at the end of class and asking about lunch. And then she kept together that five group, that group of five girls that would never shut their fat lips. And th- the teacher would just go up and talk to them, and they always gave the teacher chocolate. And it was just so clear and obvious <laughs> That, like, like just, she favorited them so much. She kept them all together because she knew they were friends. And she never listened to anyone else. It was just very annoying. And also in grade nine, our homeroom teacher, um, she um, had this weird favoritism system going on where there was, like, a group of, like, the, I guess you could say the popular girls, um, who just always got, like, the highest marks, even though they barely did any work. In They'd never get moved, no matter how much they talked. And the teacher would just always just be talking to them in class. And then there was me and a few others that she hated for absolutely no reason. And I mean it when I say that, because usually I'm very annoying in class. But in her class, I actually kind of tried to not be annoying. Until she decided... That because I laughed once at a friend's joke during class, a friend's joke, I didn't make a joke, that they were, that she was just going to give me a detention. And then from that moment forward, I made it my mission to piss her off as much as possible because I'd had it up to there (laughs) because she just pulled that stuff on me all the time. She moved me to the front of the class just because I like turned around once and she was like, all right, now you're at the front of the class. I was like, I I, I talked once. Like, I get it if it was a reoccurring thing, but okay. And, you know, it was just going on for a while, so um, I got my revenge, and it was all fine. But still, it was, it was like, messed up that she even did that in the first place, because it was very obvious that it was going on. And a lot of teachers do it, too. Mm-hmm. That would make me <laughs> so mad. <laughs> yeah but yeah that like with like the um seating chart thing that's happened several times like the teachers they just always let certain people sit together no matter how and loud they are me, oh gosh. yeah i'm just thinking of biology this year i guess last year but when some teachers, you know, they're kind of pushovers sometimes, and sometimes you, 
you know, it's nice to have a teacher who's nice to you and listens to you, but sometimes you need a bit of to recognize that we are students and there are teachers and they are the adult and the authority in the situation and they need to make sure that everyone is in a good environment to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, last year or this year, I guess, I guess last year, <laughs> but we, we had a teacher and she was super nice, but we didn't really learn anything. Like anything. Mm-hmm. And we we had, like, so much work. And everyone, like, everyone knew it. But she was, like, she was really nice. So it was really hard for anyone to say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, like, the nicest teacher ever. But, like, Yeah, it was, nice. like, in class, people would be talking for, like, the first 45 minutes of class and then it would take her that long to get them quiet down and then the last minute would be a scramble to try and learn everything and then we had like an hour's worth of homework every night from her because we didn't do anything in class all day oh my god and you know sometimes you see teachers who you know they kind of maybe don't know how to put their foot down in a way and it's kind of upsetting to see them get so overwhelmed when they're so nice and they don't really deserve that and then you just get upset at all the stupid guys in that class and keep talking and making (laughs) unfunny jokes so what's the next topic you have i want nap Um, time i want nap time i'm gonna gonna start a vote for that at my school now (laughs) Yeah, we should start yes. a petition. Like, when really? you're in kindergarten, you don't need a nap time. Now, if anything, is the prime time for nap time. Exactly. Right? Yes, they just, they need to switch that. Like, kindergarteners, they don't want a nap time. They want to keep being spazzes until they pass out on the floor from a sugar <laughs> high. <laughs> but we, we need a nap, because, you know... Learning things right before you go to bed is actually good because then your brain can, like, process it while you sleep. So, you know, you set up nap time in the middle of the day, like, right after lunch, perhaps, or, you know, after math class because, you know, I, my brain sure needs a second to process all that. <laughs> and then, uh-huh. you know, you just take a nice nap, you wake up, you feel refreshed, and then you go back to school yeah and like studies have been have proven that teenagers need more Mm -hmm. sleep so i think nap time should be a definite part of you know if you can't fall asleep during nap time it could just be an hour where you're allowed to like go on your phone or you know read whatever book you want or Mm-hmm. Just a nice, just... relaxing time. Nap time. Yeah. There are no cons in this situation. <laughs> None. But honestly, I feel like we just need more breaks in general and just more time to not do school because mm-hmm. we're doing it for, what, eight hours a day? Yeah. Maybe Maybe six hours if you don't count like the time we're not in class 
Mm-hmm. And then we have to go home and we have to do more school. Yeah. yeah. It's just a lot. And, you know, you could consider electives a break, but, you know, a lot of people's electives are hard. And, you know, it's just yeah. like another class rather than like just an elective, you know, like a fun thing. It can be just as hard as one of your core classes like I have to get a lot of my um necessary credits out of the way this year so coming up on a grade 11 I have I think it was two free classes which I guess you guys would consider electives and I have to do a healthy living course which is essentially half in the gym and then half doing assignments and then the other one I have to do, um, I think it was, um, I have to do another science. So, you know, that's really kind of tough because it's a, out of all the sciences besides, I think, physics, biology is probably one of the hardest. And so I have two of those and it is pretty, you know, sucky because I don't really get any fun classes. But to graduate here, um, yeah. our province is actually has the highest graduation requirements, which really sucks. So I basically have to get a bunch of different credits for things that won't even matter just to graduate. And it's really lame. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, the graduation requirements are so bad. I wanted so throughout middle so we only get two electives two year-round electives at least and throughout middle school I've chosen tennis and band and I wanted to keep doing that throughout high school but if I did I wouldn't be able to graduate so now I'm luckily luckily I get to take online Spanish at Tulsa Tech, but if I didn't get to do that, then I would have to choose between two things that I really enjoyed, and that's just, like, not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, like, I feel like more things in our curriculum should be optional so that you can focus on learning what you want to learn like it was said earlier because you Mm -hmm. know not everyone is going to be interested in learning a foreign language but a lot of people will be a lot of people will want to like develop their brains in that way but it shouldn't be a requirement for everyone yeah not everybody's gonna end up like we don't need a foreign language but we do have an optional language which is a required credit so you have to do some sort of um other language credit other than your main english course and for mine um since i was in french from literally kindergarten to grade nine i didn't do french which is offered um because we don't have Spanish or any other language. The only language that they really teach is French. But I did a writing course, which is basically just, like, a bunch of different 
essays and writing assignments. It was really chill. I would much rather do that than a foreign language because I love writing things. And, you know, that's one of the things that I've considered, you know, doing. Well, foreign language was a necessity um, all the way up through elementary and middle school. But in high school, it's not. So I don't know what it's like there. But um, it's just an automatically given course for you at the beginning of the year. French. French was just Mm -hmm. one of the automatic courses that you were given. And it wasn't like a choice. But now you can pick if you do French or not. A lot of people choose to do it because it's relatively easy when you're not in the French stream. See, for ours, you are just... For most people, it's just English all up until 7th or 8th grade where you are able to take Spanish 1 for our school. And then the next year, you're able to pick between Spanish 1, Spanish 2, if you did Spanish 1 in like 8th grade or 7th grade. And then you could take French 1. Yeah. Yeah. Along with mm-hmm. the English class. So, we are just English speakers here, you know. Well, basically, everyone here is bilingual. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of weird because everyone does French. That's really cool, yeah. though, to like be able to like learn another language. At, like, yeah, a like age. when I first got put into school um, or schooling or whatever. Um, you can choose to do just the regular um, courses, like, through the English route, or you can do French immersion, and that's what I was in until high school, and then I got out. But it basically, so when you're, like, in kindergarten and you're learning everything, you're just doing everything, like, in French. So we were taught, like, all the French colors and all the food and stuff. I wish that we um, could have done another language in elementary and stuff yeah because those times are probably the easiest to learn a language yeah Mm -hmm. and now it's like it's a bit hard because we're so like programmed to just be like english 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 just because that's the only language we've ever (laughs) known to read and understand and write in so Okay. Okay. So school lunches. Oh, school lunches. <laughs> Sometimes they're kind. What were you saying? Oh, I was just gonna say that even though sometimes the school lunches is are good, most of the time they're really gross. Mm-hmm. But then I you feel really bad about wasting food. And it's just, I don't know. It's just really bad. It's a bad system. <laughs> yeah. I wish, I wish, I wish there were more options to choose from. Mm-hmm. Because also, I know for a lot of teenagers, you know, choice, like giving people, especially you know younger people. A choice on what the, they want to do makes them want to do whatever they choose more. So, you know, 
if you give it just two different options, you just like, you know, maybe mac and cheese or like spaghetti. And whichever one they pick, they'll feel more inclined to eat because they picked it. Yeah. Yeah. School lunches aren't also, they aren't the most, you know, open for people with like food allergies and stuff. Obviously peanuts and tree nuts and that kind of thing. But when it comes to like people who may not eat meat or people who are vegan or lactose intolerant, um, (laughs) it's kind of hard because like uh, my school um, has a lot of products that have dairy in it. And so I can't eat it because then I'll have a bad stomach the rest of the day. Um, And so, you know, I usually end up just bringing my own stuff because there's no use for me buying something that'll just upset my stomach. And it's just very Mm -hmm. limited choices. Yeah. 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 And there are some people who, you know, they may not be able to bring their own lunch every day, but they still have these allergies. And they shouldn't be forced to eat something that's going to, like, endanger their health just because they need to eat. But, you know, I've had some interesting school lunch experiences. Like, one time the mac and cheese was just gray. Like, it wasn't even slightly yellow. It was just gray. And, you know, it was a little concerning. (laughs) So, most of the times for school lunches, I was too lazy to pack my own lunch. But I was too picky to eat the school lunch food because it looked not very good so I would just eat you know the sides every day and if I didn't like the sides I would barely eat lunch (laughs) just because you know and that's mostly on me for not packing my own lunch but I feel like you know we're kids and it's important for kids to have you know healthy food but you also want to incorporate things that they'll eat just so they can eat you know yeah but school lunches are certainly interesting that's a good way of putting it (laughs) so the last topic mental health this one so like yeah no you go ahead (laughs) Oh, I was just, I was just gonna talk about how, like, whenever, whenever, um, there was this kid who committed suicide last year, no one really talked about it. Well, no one who was in a position of authority really talked about it. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just like, everyone gets a counselor. You get a counselor and you get a counselor and you get a counselor. And it was just like, no one was like talking about just like being good to yourself and to your mental health. And it was just, I don't know. Yeah. I wish they had done more. Yeah, they could have handled it better. I feel like, you things. know, you should have had maybe a few counselors or something who, or someone who is educated in that field who could have, you know, come up 
you know, maybe we had an assembly or something. And of course, everything can't be fixed through like assemblies or, you know, people talking about it. But just having, you know, a day where that is being focused on because, you know, the school should have learned that maybe they're not doing the best job after that incident. Have some awareness about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe, yeah, just like telling people some resources, some people to talk to, you know, like, you know, sharing the suicide help hotline or the, or recommending another counselor outside of school. Just giving people resources yeah. and talking to people and spreading awareness that, you know, this isn't all there is you know there's always gonna be a light at the end of the tunnel you know all inspirational like but it should have been more talked about instead of just one day where you know you could go to a counselor if you wanted to but they didn't even talk about it at all yeah yeah the teachers they all just read from this prepared statement Mm -hmm. and I guess I understand why they did that so everybody would have the same Mm -hmm. information but like they should have done more like what you said like provide more resources and made sure like people yeah. are okay yeah and school itself can negatively impact so many people's mental health yes yeah and school shouldn't like just be this place where you you have to dread going mm-hmm. You know, there's the stress of maybe, you know, what a parent could put on their child with the stress of grades. And then you're just so overwhelmed. It can become so, you know, pressuring to where, you know, you don't feel your self-worth can start being determined by the grades you get and like the results on a test, which should never be the case. Yeah. speaking of like parents and like grades do your parents do your guys' parents ground you when you get bad grades never thankfully mine haven't yeah because like mine don't either either, but I have I, I know some people and like They'll, they won't have their phone for, like, a couple weeks until they get, like, their 89 to 90 or whatever. Yeah. And that's definitely not helping them yeah. at all. Like, that's just going to make things worse because you just took away one and of like their resources. And, like, sometimes a person's phone and, like, the internet and their online presence or whatever can be their escape where just for a while they can escape the real world and you know just take a break and then when you take that break away and say oh you can get this back when you just get a good grade everything in your life becomes about grades because you don't have anywhere to relieve stress anymore for a lot of people yeah yeah and that just goes back to like being more about grades than learning Mm -hmm. and understanding things Mm -hmm. it's like you just want to memorize everything but memorizing 
stuff isn't the same as understanding our concept. Well, I'm really grateful that at my school, a lot of the teachers are very mental health aware. Um, Like, for example, I'm all I'm doing is basically giving personal experience. But (laughs) um, my band teacher um, had noticed I'd stopped showing up to band for a while. Um, cause it was usually after schools every Tuesday and Thursday, but I'd stopped going. And then she asked me, she was like, what was, what's going on? And I was like, oh, it's nothing. Um, I'm fine. I'll probably be there next week. And then I emailed her that weekend. Um, and I told her that having to go to band every Tuesday and Thursday was really starting to stress me out because I had finals coming up. And then after the finals, I just needed time to like relax. and I couldn't jump right back into having everything pushed on me again. And Mm -hmm. she was like, take as much time as you need. It's fine. Come back when you're ready and we'll catch you up. And a lot of teachers, um, if you're going through a hard time or you like have a lot going on, it's like a lot of the time they'll like um, lessen your workload and they'll put less stress on you because they know what's going on. But I think that's also just because, you know, a lot of the teachers are very aware of it as well. And the principal kind of enforces it. And so it's very good for us. And it's also just nice to hear it coming from the teachers. You know, it's like, it's okay. It's okay to feel stressed and stuff. That was really nice of her. Yeah, that's... We Uh have a lot of good teachers in the sense that they are you know, very kind, and they teach things well, and, you know, you feel like you're really learning and understanding everything that they're saying, but from my experience, there's not a lot of talk about, you know, your mental health, and it's more like your physical health, you know, in PE or health class, but it's kind of ignored. If anything, ours is the opposite. We never Mm -hmm. really talk about physical health. It's not something we bring up, like, ever. Um, Unless you're, of course, in, like, a phys ed class. But, you know, that's still not really in school. But, you know, mental health Mm -hmm. is brought up a lot more. Yeah. I wish more schools would. And, you know, there's all these, like, inspirational posters on the wall. But those don't, you know, realistically, those don't do anything whatsoever. They're just posters on the wall. Yeah. People can pretend. (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's all they are. So it would be nice if there was more of a focus around that, you know, taking a day to talk about yeah. it, like I said before, with the um, whole ordeal. <laughs> but <laughs> it would be nice to have more of a central focus yeah. on those topics. Definitely. Thank, thank you guys for being on our podcast today. Thank no problemo. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. Um, we will also be doing uh-huh. <laughs> an episode on Delaney yep, and Kenny's podcast, The Gaby's Podcast. So be sure to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, our social media will be in the description. Yep. Yeah. Follow Thanks them for listening. And us. Yes. Thank you. Friendly Daffy out.